It's been hot for days. I hate the beach, but I find myself at one. But wondering if I still hate beaches. Hate. Why do I like using that word so much? I hate that, I hate this, it comes out of me so freely. Why are you such a hater, Erica said to me a few weeks ago. This after knowing me for nine years. This after countless times of us already talking about it. But the way she had said it this time, I liked it. She was amused, throwing her hands up, giving up the battle. This dude just hates on shit. I can't figure it out. Shrugging her shoulders and shit. It was adorable. Look, I can't figure it out either. But God, it felt so good to laugh about it together. I know you love beaches. That's why I'm here trying to love it for you. Most women love beaches. Is that a sexist thing to say now? If I was anyone, I'd get canceled so easily. Imagine me a celebrity. Pfft, done. With my personality, I'm worse than Vincent Gallo. An uncompromising, truth-seeking, always trying to keep it real, authentic, not budge on his integrity, blah, blah, blah. More or less, a bumbling idiot who doesn't play well with others, who hates to adjust his speech, who refuses to give people what they want to hear, especially once knowing exactly what they want to hear. I'm still not going to give it to you. No, 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 no. My life would have been a lot easier if I'd been a yes man. Yes, 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 yes. What can I do for you? How can I adjust my speech for you? How can I give you what you want? But then again, I wouldn't be Sanchez. And what would happen to my resting bitch face? I love that face. My De Niro forehead. That unimpressed, judgy, don't waste my time, stop bothering me look that makes others question themselves and want my approval even more. I love it. That's my brow, boy. As my dad spells it, B-O-I-E. I get it from my grandfather Rito on my mom's side. Not my dad, because he's too jovial and handsome. But my grandpa Rito, though I only met him twice, he was one mean-looking motherfucker. And he smacked right across my forehead. And it's like each crease and wrinkle across it carries the history of violence in those small towns my mom's side of the family originate from. I once overheard a woman speaking to her friend about me at a bar. She said, he looks like the type that could hurt me. She wasn't talking about emotional either. Not the way she had looked at me after. It was something she was looking forward to, something she wanted, because she kept talking to me with interest. Must have been the greasy leather jacket, the mustache, my air of quiet. But somewhere along the way, I think she lost interest, maybe because she knew... I wasn't the type to inflict the violence that she was looking for. What was the other girl's name? Cynthia from Cal Poly? It was summer. Her attic was hot as shit. Remember after sex one night? She told me that I sometimes look at her during sex as if I wanted to kill her. Again, the way she had said it. As if intrigued. As if to say, don't say sorry, don't tell me that you don't want to kill me because I really don't want to know but kinda hope that you do want to kill me. Jesus, there's nothing I can do about my face, it's just there. I guess my old face just looks like a Mexican Ted Bundy. Mm. It must be my acne scars. It's given me a villainous look throughout my life. Thank God I got some of my dad's handsomeness though, just to keep my villainous, kind of like a thrill-seeking adventure at Magic Mountain. Maybe that's why I don't talk. Because the second I do, strangers start scratching their heads. 
Wait, 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 wait. I thought you were like a rugged man's man. What's this pillow soft voice of yours? Like that white girl said outside of synesthesia, synesthesia, whatever that hipster dump club back in 2005 was. I didn't think you were going to sound like that. Was that it? I just remember her looking startled. Her looking at my lips. I thought I had something there, so I wiped it. She laughed. No, it's nothing, she said. What? I said. It's your voice. I like it. I just didn't think it was... That's what it was. That's what she had said. She didn't think this soft pillow bedtime voice was going to come out of my face. Maybe because that night, drunk as shit, I told my friend Christine that all these people in the club are the shit I wipe my ass with. They are nothing compared to me. God, Christine, I love how you always kept your calm by laughing it off and ignoring me. Maybe that's what the girl had felt, that hatred in my eyes. As I danced and tried to become as everyone, young and frivolous, reckless, but not knowing how, never being able to, and so always possessing the torment inside me that leaked across my face and body language, and so when I spoke, I came out looking like a Mike Tyson, a man who's crushed other men's faces, but sounding like a child, a man tormented by demons, but sounding like a relationship counselor, a landlover on his best days. I think it was Santa Barbara that really did it for me. Maybe that's why I haven't liked beaches for so long. Because the image of youth and frivolity that marked it during those college years. I think we only went like six or seven times total. That is Mary Lou and I, my girlfriend at the time. Again, life would be easier if I loved beaches. Half-naked babes running around, or eye candy of whatever gender, sexuality, common name you adhere to. I still relate beaches to college lifestyle and I still want nothing to do with that lifestyle. That loud, frat, bro, board short, flip-flop American youth culture. I love Vista. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I was 20 years old reading Nietzsche and Sart, motherfuckers. You beer pong bullshit hacky sack crap. I saw the best minds of my generation starving, hysterically naked, mad, dragging themselves through the Negro streets at dawn looking for an angry fix. Allen Ginsberg, how? Reading it in my apartment, Mary Lou gained embarrassed for me. At the laundromat, I cried finishing the last pages of The Sun Also Rises. There was so much to do, read, become. What the hell did the beach have to do with any of it? Someone offered me a joint. I told him, nah, I don't smoke weed. It kills my ambition. You like to smash peas with a hammer, one of my writing teachers told me. Of course. Look where I'm at. In the bowels of dog brains. In this YOLO youth culture I want to fucking crush. Of course I'm going to be smashing peas with a hammer. I am better than all these people. Arrgh. Yeah, it was Santa Barbara that wrecked me. I wonder why therapists are so keen on childhood. I had a great childhood. But these young adult years? That's where the secret sauce is for me. The origins of my demons. Oh, and Manny, Manny, how you tried to warn me. I'm so sorry, dude. How did we get in touch? Through Jerry's sister or something like that? I drove up to Santa Barbara and we looked for housing all day. We didn't know each other, but we were going to be roommates. We were two land bros. That was the connection. 
You even got me a job a lanterman that same day. But then something bugged me about you on the drive back to LA. You had kept dropping these sly remarks, these tiny aggressions, white people this, white people that. You know how white people are. Just saying shit like that all day, bitter sounding. And so when you called me that night, or was it the next day, I told you through my cracked voice, Hey man, I'm sorry, I don't think we could be roommates. Why, what's going on, you said. I think you're kind of racist towards white people. Mary Lou was standing right next to me. I remember her turning to me, not expecting it herself. I remember that silence. I felt so bad. At the same time, I felt so just, so right. Righteous. An asshole. Here I was, another brown man, one of your own, calling you a racist. And I was somewhat proud of it. I felt more evolved than you. And then I still had to work with you. You try not to have the same shifts as me. But we got stuck with each other on rare occasions. You avoided me. Mary Lou ended up getting the studio at the same apartment complex as you. I remember when we arrived in the parking lot at the same time once. You pretended not to have seen me. Avoided all eye contact. I worked with your girlfriend more often. She hated me at first but came to like me eventually. And after a year told me how much I had hurt you. And I never apologized. Even after two and a half years in Santa Barbara. Even after knowing what you were talking about now. White people was just a lazy way of classifying it. It was much more complex, but I knew exactly what you were talking about now. The privilege, entitlement, the toxic loud mouth drinking idiocy, time-wasting belligerence of the student population, and most of it on their parents' dime, while we worked 30 to 40 hours a week, paying our way through, collecting massive amounts of debt, sending money home when we could, and growing more isolated and alone than ever, and wanting nothing more than kinship, friendship, with those that were like you, who came from the same story as you, and how I slammed that door in your face because I canceled you much too quickly when I could have just talked to you and listened to what you had to say. I'm so sorry, Manny, you didn't deserve that. I really am. I guess the beach isn't so bad after all. I'm coming around to you, life. I'm coming. <laughs>